Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great people at TrueMap Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMapFitness.com for your first workout free. The best workout in Middle Tennessee is at TrueMap Fitness. Go to TrueMapFitness.com for more information. By the way, that special breast cancer research workout coming up on Friday. Make sure you sign up today uh, at TrueMapFitness.com. The law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, they are there to serve you and protect your constitutional rights. Nobody takes better care of you when it comes to your constitutional rights to be a father to your children the way that Amanda J. and her team do. AmandaJGentry.com for more information. And Zen Sports, promo code A2ZTN. That's A-T-O-Z-T-N in the Zen Sports app. And you can wager on MLS, NFL. NBA almost upon us. Zen Sports is your place to wager this season. Plug in the promo code ATOZTN for unlimited 5% cashback offers. So, as we look at NPF's return to practice today, it is worth discussing for this reason and this reason alone. Um, Nick Nicholas Petit Frere, uh, Trip and Titan says, I think of that as odd talking about Lucas. What about listening to yourself announcing? I don't, I, you guys act like I go back and listen to, listen to anything that we do. Once it's left my mouth and gone in onto the internet or onto the FM radio dials or the podcast world, once it's left me, I don't care to hear it again. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely do not. I probably should, honestly, it would probably be, probably be as I stumble over all of my words. It would probably be a good way for me to improve as a professional broadcaster, but no, I'm not somebody who, uh, quote-unquote, watches my own tape. Anyway, developments at practice today. You get Peter Skaronsky back. You get Nicholas Petit-Frere back. You get Kyle Phillips back on the practice field. Now, all of these are important in their own right. We talked about it yesterday. Skaronsky is the most important player to get back into the lineup. He's your best offensive lineman. It's an offensive line that's poor. You'll hear from Greg Cosell on that matter here in just a second. But to get Skaronsky back first and foremost is critical. Then there's NPF. Now, we talk primarily about Nicholas Petit Frere as a depth piece, as somebody who is not getting his job back at the right tackle spot, could be an option at left tackle if they bench Dillard, but right now there's no plans to bench Dillard. But I will tell you that Andre Dillard has, you know, I, I won't call it a short leash, but it's my understanding that they are prepared to move on from him without putting up as much fight as they did with the Dennis Daly situation. Now, whether that happens or not remains to be seen, but I do think it's notable that this is a conversation that we are having as Nicholas Petit Frere returns to the lineup, because it's not just that NPF was back at practice today, it's that he repped a lot at left tackle today, not just, well, obviously team drills close to us during the regular season, but in the individual periods, which we are allowed to watch, uh, and the, uh, the about 20 to 25 minutes of practice that we are allowed to take in, NPF was getting a lot of work at left tackle. It's not inconsequential. 
So this is the development that happened today. You'll hear from Greg Cosell on the offensive line, specifically on NPF here in just a second. The question that I want to ask you is this. How many more games would you give Andre Dillard at left tackle? We can talk about it together, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. In the comment section is how you interact. How many more games, if any, would you allow Andre Dillard to continue to start? We will discuss right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by the great people at Two Rivers Ford. Quality American-made Ford vehicles, award-winning customer service. Nobody goes above and beyond for their customers the way that Two Rivers Ford does. I'm a Two Rivers Ford customer, DeAndre Hopkins, Coach Dave McGinnis, Don Davenport, Ramon Foster, so many others across 40 years have been customers and will continue to be customers at Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people. So looking at the looking at the Titans situation, how many more games would you give Andre Dillard at left tackle? Craig Baxter says one or two. Titans Kyle agrees one to two at best. One more Browns half, says Jackie Hulbert. Well, yeah, but you'd also have to play Miles Garrett again. And listen, he's not he's not been good. Um He's not been good in any of the games. Like, objectively, he has not been an above-average left tackle in any of the games yet. But he's not been bad enough to outright cost them games the way that he clearly and obviously did against Miles Garrett. So, you know, the next time that you would face the Cleveland Browns this year, theoretically, would be in the postseason, depending on how the standings end up playing out. Well, remains to be seen for both Tennessee and Cleveland. But, you know... There's not really another Miles Garrett on your schedule as we see it. Miles Garrett's probably going to end up being the defensive player of the year if he continues to be healthy. Now, I'm not saying that Dillard is good enough. Dillard is still objectively subpar, but I do think that, you know, one more Browns half, it's unlikely that we would see a a half of football as disastrous as either half he played against the Cleveland Browns. Mark Harris says one more game. Uh, Chris Bine says one half, and I was a big supporter of this guy. Well, yeah, but I mean, why were you a big, I guess my question is Chris, why? Like, why were you a big supporter of Andre Dillard? What was, what was your logic? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking you to, you know, to criticize you. Truly, I'm not. I'm just legitimately curious as to why. Now you can, you can say, well, he was signed to the football team. He's, he's playing for my favorite football team. I'm going to root for that guy. And that's, that's a fine explanation. I just didn't, I didn't know if you meant that you were a big supporter for a particular reason, because my, my point is there's not been a lot of reason to be supportive of Andre Dillard as a starting left tackle in the league prior to his arrival here and now obviously since his arrival here we have determined that he is not an adequate left tackle he is a below average left tackle in the National Football League and for somebody who's five years in uh is a struggle MB says we don't have a good left tackle on the roster though no but can NPF be slightly less problematic and that's the question right that's the question that you're going to hear from Greg Cosell on here in just a second uh, TJ Watt is the only elite pass rusher that we have left to face. Yeah, let's just take a quick look at the schedule. Everybody has good defensive players, and you know, theoretically, uh, any team can get got at any given point. But um, as I pull up the schedule, and I'll do this uh, for the Tennessee Titans specifically on my NFL Jesus website, 
So Colts, Ravens, Falcons, we mentioned the Steelers and TJ Watt. Jags, excuse me, uh, Bucks, Jags, Panthers, Colts again, Dolphins, Texans, Seahawks, Texans, Jags. Yeah, I mean, there's not really an elite player besides TJ Watt that you will face. So not to say that you can't get got by any of these defenses because, you know, it doesn't take it doesn't take the best defensive players in football to beat Andre Dillard, but Andre Dillard can fare well enough for them to win football games if we as we have seen uh at this point. Tavares says Falcons got a good defensive front. They're certainly better. They spent a lot of money there this offseason. Sounds like it's starting to pay dividends. Um, Z Dean says, Will Anderson, maybe he just got here. He's not even remotely in the same class as TJ Wilders or Miles Garrett. So let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Looks like he's gonna be a good player. He's a team captain. That's impressive as hell. But um you know, it would be uh, it would be foolish to uh, to say that um, Will Anderson is in the same classification as the two players that we just mentioned. Um, <laughs> Bert, I would invite you. I don't know if I feel comfortable reading that nickname on the air, Bert, but I would invite you to look at the uh, nickname that Lewis just gave you in the comments. It made me laugh out loud, even though I don't think it should have. Anyway, we're going to keep it moving here on the primetime show. The question is. How many more games would you give Andre Dillard at left tackle? Well, I mean, I've been pretty consistent on this. I would give him until the bye week. That means at Indianapolis, London against Baltimore, and then the bye. So two more games for him to be able to iron some of his issues out. If he's not right or not improved, at least incrementally, by the bye week, I would think about making a switch and trying to get MPF ready to go. Nicholas Petit Frere, uh, formerly the starting right tackle. He's been uh, he's since been supplanted by Chris Hubbard because of a gambling ex- a suspension that was amended on Friday to where uh, Nicholas was able to come back and return to practice today and is yep. theoretically going to be available on Sunday. He was working at the left tackle spot today in practice, which is the first time that we've seen that since he arrived here. I wonder what your evaluation of yeah. him was coming out of Ohio, Ohio State where he did play left tackle his senior Well, here's. Um, as you mentioned his name, I pulled up my um, evaluation of him coming out in uh, the 2021 draft. Um, I thought that he had size, length, athleticism, and movement to play left tackle. I thought his tape in 2021 showed a, a developing player with the physical traits necessary to play left tackle, but the tape did show some concerns that had to be addressed. Now, again, I'm not there as his coach, so I don't know how they're addressing those issues. Um, I thought that on 45-degree and vertical pass sets, in college I'm speaking now, he showed a glaring tendency to bend at the waist when he struck with his hands. And that's a problem that needs to be cleaned up because what that does is it results in balance and body control issues, and it led to him getting beat. And it really showed up against two rushers in particular – Arnold Ebiketti from Penn State and Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. And he had significant problems with both those players. Um, But there were too many good snaps in pass protection where he really looked comfortable and efficient with really good technique and overall movement to believe that he could become a quality left tackle. But he has to, you know, again, I know he played right tackle last year. I think we both agree the year was up and down for him. There were times we, you and I both felt that, hey, this guy could be a really good right tackle. And there were other times we felt 
you know, boy, he's he's having some issues. So we'll see. But, you know, they may have to give him a shot. Dillard is it's four games. And, you know, I don't think the results are particularly promising. Again, the tape tells you that. Yeah. And, and that's that's all it is. That's just. So that was Greg Cosell earlier today on the podcast. It's uh, the install with Greg Costello of NFL Films. We do one every week, uh, except in two weeks, because I'm going to go on vacation for the bye week, and we will do no primetime. We will do no install. But in the meantime, you can get two more great episodes of the install to preview that week's Titans game. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by True Math Fitness in the Gulch. Go and get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident at truemathfitness.com. No workout ever recycled or repeated. You guys know I'm passionate about how great the staff at TrueMav is because of how awesome they were to work with as I worked my way down from 248 to 191. I am in the best shape of my life thanks to TrueMav Fitness, and I know you, if you are out there just trying to either lose some weight, uh, physically improve your fitness, improve a variety of different things that can improve due to exercise related to your health, TrueMav Fitness is an incredible place for you to get started on those goals, a new way to work out for the best version of you. Go to truemathfitness.com for your first workout free. So Greg is laying out the case that NPF coming out of college displayed traits that could lend themselves to him being a quality left tackle in the NFL. Now, what we saw from him in his rookie season as a right tackle has was not overwhelmingly promising. What we saw from him in the preseason at right tackle did not really alleviate my concerns. We have not seen him play left tackle as a pro. Uh, the issues that he needed to workshop coming out of college, I don't know how much he has been able to improve those things consistently and as Greg said he's not in the meetings with these offensive linemen so he can't speak specifically to what they are being coached on but um Yusuf says uh so basically they are letting NPF take snaps at left tackle and not and not just letting Dillard stay in that role that's correct um now I don't know if they're going to do that in the game but Greg basic Greg basically said it through four games, Andre Dillard is a consistent problem. If you if you think that NPF can be maybe not great, but can be less of a problem consistently, then that may be you may be left with no other cho- choice but to make that move. Andre Dillard is on a very much on a prove it deal uh, prove it deal here in Nashville. And I think that when you talk about this consistently, um, I think when you talk about this consistently, you understand that the problems that this offense has go further than just Andre Dillard, but a lot of it could be resolved if you just got somewhat adequate pass protection on your blind side. Zach C on YouTube says, why not just move Dillard? NPF clears Dillard at left tackle. You mean bench him? Um, like right away, well, they're trying to see if he can figure it out and they've, you know, it's not been overwhelmingly great through the first month of the season. Now, how much further they're going to, uh, going to go along on this remains to be seen, but 
uh, right now, you know, it does it does feel like they're willing to give him an opportunity. Uh, keep 75 as a plug-in, says Greg Russo. Listen, um, you know, Dylan Radens is working hard to, to do the best job that he can, but Dylan Radens is not a good offensive lineman. Uh, I have been very underwhelmed with um, the job that he has done. While he's been in there, to his credit, he's been asked to do it on short notice. He's doing it off a torn ACL recovery. Uh, you know, I don't know how much the ACL recovery has to do with his lack of power that you notice consistently down in and down out. But um, Dylan Radens is not um, not an asset for this football. I mean, well, let me say this. His best use is as depth. His best use is as depth right now. Um, that he's there, that he's available, that he can fill in at a couple of different positions is good for you to have. And you need players like that. But Dylan Radens is, um, Dylan Radens is, is, uh, a really below average NFL offensive lineman. And to get Peter Skaronsky back ASAP will uh, go a long way for this unit improving as a whole. Um, Okay. So let's talk about another returnee. Kyle Phillips was back at practice today. We'll discuss that uh, right after I ask you the question here on the Primetime Show. What are your season expectations for Kyle Phillips? Now, you may scoff and say, well, why would I have expectations for a person who I haven't seen play? And that would be fair criticism. Um, That would be fair criticism indeed. But I do think that we can talk about these things together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, so we can flesh it out just a little bit more. What are your season expectations for wide receiver Kyle Phillips heading into the season now soon to be activated off injured reserve? We'll discuss right after I remind you that the primetime program is presented by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Passion is what Amanda and her team bring to your, bring to the table, bring to your case, bring to the protection of your constitutional rights. You want somebody who's passionate about constitutional law. You want somebody who's passionate about making sure you are defended in the ways that you need to be. Amanda J. Gentry and her team can help you through that process, can work with you on a regular basis, as they have done for so many others in 35 counties in Tennessee family and criminal courts. AmandaJGentry.com is where you go for more information. So what are your season expectations for Kyle Phillips? Um, Just to stay healthy and stay off IR, says Craig Baxter. He just wants him to be available. William Jones, uh, skeptical of the Kyle Phillips experience, says he'll be back on injured reserve by week 10. Uh, IR next week, says Eric Alonzo, so he's not even giving him the benefit of the doubt of one game. Uh, Zach C. says, I think that D-Hop can improve Phillips, but it's hard to see him play more than six games and not get injured. Well, um, you know, to date, there's been no reason for you guys to believe in this dude, and that's fair. I continue to believe that the player, that the skill set would be an asset to your team. Now, it doesn't matter if he can't get on the field, right? None of this matters if he can't physically sustain in the NFL. Of course, that's as important as anything. But this guy can help you right away. He can help. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to, like, change change the game or be as big an impact player as DeAndre Hopkins right out of the gate, but he can help you right away. I continue to believe that. Um, now, can he put it together? We will find out, certainly. But talking to him in the locker room today, 
uh, as Titans reporters were able to do. It seems like he is at least optimistic about his progress. In the fold here for practice this week. Yeah, uh, the whole recovery process was real boring, you know, alone, just going through everything by yourself. So it was uh, it's nice to be back around the team. Uh, it's real excited to play. You feel back at 100%? Feel like your old self? Yeah, for sure. So what was the boring stuff? She you know, it's all the rehab, workouts by yourself while they're out practicing, conditioning, all that by yourself. So it was, uh, got real boring just not being around all the guys. You kind of watching through the window, looking at football. Just... Exactly, yeah. I was on the bike, getting my conditioning in, watching the guys practice out there, have fun. So it was, it's good to be back. What do you hope to show in practice and then once you finally get out there, game action, to show that? Just that I can help the team win, you know, whatever that is. Power turn, blocking, receiving, just that I can help the team win and that I can contribute. Are you operating as if you are going to be playing on Sunday? Is that kind of where your thought process is? Yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to practice like I'm going to play and uh, then it's up to the coaches. I've been able to get in a lot, you know, um, training stuff here has been great with me, you know, whether that's working out, conditioning, getting routes in, it's been feeling good. You and Ryan have seemingly had really good chemistry in the past, but what's it like getting back on the same page with him after missing, you know, a month now? Uh, you know, just getting back and flow with him, you know, he's been playing, he's been getting a good, good time down connection with these guys, so um, go out there today, get some reps in and just really all day is just banking reps over time. You've had your fair share of bad luck to get started with. How do you keep your head up? Just got to keep the faith, you know. God's got a bigger plan for all this stuff, so I just keep my head down, keep working, and um, do what I can do, control what I can control. You said about what you can contribute. I mean, there really isn't a guy on the offense with your skill set right now. You can provide something unique. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel like um, – definitely a quicker type of guy. I feel like I'm good in man-to-man situations, stuff like that. So, um, you know, kind of whatever they ask me to do, I'm going to do. What is it with you that kind of want to test? Is there some specific cutting or straight there? There's, there's nothing I really want to test. You know, when he feels good, I feel healthy, and I'm just ready to go back out there and play. When you're missing time and doing what you talked about, like watching through the window, like mm-hmm. longing to get out there, how good is it to see guys like Nick and Chris and, and some of these dudes making some big plays and holding the fort down a little bit? Yeah, that's, that's the one thing that gets you kind of through it, you know, just you're not able to play, but you're watching, you know, all the guys you went through camp with and went through all these tough times are out there having so much success. So it brings me a lot of joy watching that, and uh, now I'm happy to be part of it with them. So that's Kyle Phillips. Uh, I know many of you are seeing what Kyle Phillips looks like for the first time. Uh, Jonathan Wilson says he doesn't even shave yet. Orlando Jones says he looks like a Nashville bachelor party, bro. Uh, he, uh, listen, I, 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 th- <laughs> For all the jokes about him looking like, you know, a substitute math teacher, but so did Adam Humphreys. I think that uh, I think that this dude can legitimately play. Now, can he be available? We will find out starting probably this Sunday. I think he is going to be available for the game. We will we will see. It's trending in that direction. Uh, we will keep you updated with the latest details. Uh, speaking of of updates, um, I know you guys, a lot of you are used to me doing the 615 Sessions podcast on Fridays after they put out the inactives for or, or after they declare guys in or out or rather out for the upcoming game on Fridays. Um, we're going to do the 615 Sessions podcast tomorrow because we had to accommodate a special guest co-host this week. It's going to be uh, Mr. Monday Night. It's going to be Keith Bullock. We're going to do Titans Colts Hate Week with Keith Bullock tomorrow on the 615 Sessions at, on uh, on the A to Z Sports streaming platforms at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. So you can keep 
an eye out for that and be me, be KB, be live streamed right here on the same thing. So it'll be a different 615 Sessions podcast this week. Uh, but, you know, you guys love Keith Bullock. I love Keith Bullock. Keith's great to talk to. So we'll uh, we'll enjoy that together. And you guys can hate the Colts uh, in the comment section with KB while we do a little uh, 615 uh, conversation. So look forward to that tomorrow, live streamed here on the podcast feed. Uh, at two th- or excuse me at 3:30 and then after the fact in the A to Z Sports Podcast Network provided Bert remember to get it up this week. Love you, bud. Uh I think that when you look at the uh when you look at the offensive line situation, when you look at the returners for the wide receivers, there's a lot of there's a lot to be excited about with these reinforcements. Now, the reinforcements that the Colts are getting back are probably Jonathan Taylor, and that is not an insignificant addition. Now, I have no idea what Jonathan Taylor is going to look like. We talked about this on the radio show today. He practiced for the first time in months, um, but was a full participant coming off of the physically unable to perform list. But I do think that it's worth uh, monitoring as we continue to uh, get through this week of practice. Injury report looked pretty favorable for the Titans as they continue to manage everybody's health. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and they will get you involved in the action with unlimited 5% cash back for your first 15 days of wagering. Zen Sports is the best sports book out there. Why would you ever waste your money with other sports books when Zen Sports book has an offer like that unlimited 5% cash back? Nobody is hooking you up that well. Zensports.com for more information, terms, and conditions. Do apply. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or older in Tennessee to bet. So, looking at, uh, looking, uh, yes, uh, Sam says, I heard Burks wasn't out there. Yeah, we haven't talked about Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks was not uh, available right now. I don't think he's going to play this weekend, but that's just based on conversations that I've been having with people um, in the building. I don't know. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but I do think that it is more likely than not that he misses Sunday. Like I said, we'll we'll keep you updated. I don't know that Phillips is for sure going to play. I don't know for sure that Burks is not going to play, but these are these are where things are trending as of the first day of practice this week. Um, so as I said, you know, we'll keep you updated with the latest on the A to Z Sports Network and on 1045 the zone. Uh Zach C says we did better without Burks. I don't think that's true. Traylon, you know, Traylon, nobody's going to praise Traylon Burks for playing through the LCL stuff at the start of the year, but you know, he did and it didn't get better and they had it, you know, he had a different knee injury that they feel it's in their best interest to shut him down for a period of time. And, uh, right now, you know, I, I don't think it's a fair characterization to pile on the dude. I think he should be commended for trying to be available, uh, which is what you guys ask of them. And, you know, while I understand that in the same way that we talk about Kyle Phillips and the availability as an issue, um, you know, I'm not going to blame Traylon Burks for trying to, for trying to tough it out and not having it go successful, not having it go smoothly, let's say. Um, we will see how long it takes him to get back out on the field. As I said, it is a different knee injury than the LCL sprain, but it is in the same knee 
that he uh, injured. So I do think that it is worth um, paying attention to, and we will continue to keep you updated with the latest. Dylan Cole says participation awards. Um, no, I don't think, I mean, yeah, I guess literally it's a participation award, but that's like, that's what he should get for trying to tough out, tough things out in games. Now, if you're out there, you're expected to produce. Jeff Simmons played through an ankle injury. Wasn't wasn't as effective. Wasn't nearly as effective for the Titans up front last year. But he played through the injury. The coaches staff, the coaching staff appreciated it. His teammates respected it. The organization paid him as a result. Christian Fulton, while you may not like the results, tried to play through the hamstring injury against the Chargers, uh, was not cleared, went out there and played while injured against the Browns, struggled as a result, doesn't get praised for trying to tough it out, only gets buried for giving up this, these deep uh, these deep completions. And by the way, like, that's the game. Producer, get out. But, like, literally, yes, they should get participation awards for showing up if they are playing through injury. Like I know the idea, like that's a that's a that's a stigmatized word, petition or, or stigmatized phrase, participation award. And I'm not saying that you should get, you know, you should get second place Super Bowl rings when you lose the Super Bowl, or that you should be the Colts uh, hanging AFC Championship runner-up banners, right? Stupid shit like that. But like when guys try to play through stuff and you continue to bury them for it, I do think that it's an unfair criticism for the player who is trying his best to be available for you. But, um, you know, I understand. Uh, I understand what, you know, I understand why you have the reaction that you do. I understand why, why, listen, you're, you're told, it's totally fair for you to be frustrated by Burks. Like it is frustrating. It is for sure frustrating. But, um, you know, to, to kind of lob backhanded compliments at him, like, oh, participation work. Well, yeah, kind of good, good on you for trying to play through it. Um, would you like better production? Yes. But, you know, you hope that they can shut him down for a period of time and get him physically right. And he can make, uh, an impact for you and your football team in the near future. We will see. Uh, so let's move on and let's do stock up, stock down. Whose stock is rising and whose stock is falling this week in sports, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress the Intel edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. They are the best in the business. They will get you that Intel edge. Don't sell without the Intel that only the Ashton team can provide. Uh, so rising and falling, we'll do that here in a second. Matthew, Antoine, oh, forgive me. Uh, I'm going to butcher that. Antoine Acello? I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure certain I mispronounced that. Says it's an Autry kind of Sunday. Well, we do know he likes to uh, he likes to beat up on the Colts. Colts let him walk in free agency. We let him walk right down the road in the division to Nashville, where he has done nothing but succeed and cave their skulls in as a result. Um, Danico Autry's on the radio show tomorrow. So radio show the next two days is 
jam packed. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty star studded. Danico Autry and Diana Rossini are on the radio show tomorrow on Friday. Philip Forsberg uh, of the Nashville Predators and Coach Dave McGinnis are going to join us because the Preds are officially back in action next week. And uh, King Philip, Philip Forsberg, will be on the radio show on Friday to get us ready for another exciting Preds season. We're looking forward to that. So Autry, Diana, Forsberg, and Coach Mack. The next two days of the radio show will be a great time from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Anyway, uh, it we'll see if it's an Autry kind of Sunday or not. Their left tackle is probably going to miss this game. Bernard Raymond uh, is still in the concussion protocol. And the rookie that they drafted out of BYU, Freeland, I believe the last name is. Uh, he was at the Senior Bowl. I can't remember. I think I'm going to say it's Blake Freeland. But I can't remember off the top of my head. Either way, uh, he is not yet equipped to play left tackle in the NFL. That should play to your advantage. We'll talk more about matchups later on, but whose stock rose, whose stock fell in sports this week. Um, Stock up, Titans fans at their tailgates. Titans fans in general, because, and I'm not just doing this because that's the primary audience and because you guys are, you know, who are consumer, customer bases, whatever you want to call it. Um, But I, we did not, maybe we did talk about it on Sunday night. I can't remember. But I thought you guys were really, really impressive at Nissan Stadium on Sunday to create a fun game day atmosphere when there were plenty of reasons for you to not be as into the game as you, or at least to not be as into the game at the start of things as you were, to your credit. But there was this funny clip that came out uh, earlier this week or from the tailgates, from the atmosphere that was around Nissan Stadium before the Titans and the Bengals squared off. It actually comes from a uh, a Cincinnati-based comedian who was out doing man-on-the-street interviews in the parking lots of Nissan Stadium. You got a Wu-Tang Bengals shirt What's up with the Ryan Fitzpatrick jersey? No, man. Stonehouse. Who the hell is that? Is that you? Who is that? That's our fucking punter, dipshit. <laughs> My bad. Don't just like the this <laughs> that's our punter dipshit. It's the first time that's ever been said in the history no, of America that right joke there. One time in your life. <laughs> that right there, that's a punter dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Everybody got Derrick Henry jerseys. You got a wide receiver. Now here in Tennessee, Ooh. it's the punter, baby. Nobody loves their punters like the Tennessee Titans fans. Uh, that is uh, that is absolutely so. <laughs> that's the punter dipshit. It's just. An objectively great line. Bryce Erickson says, where can I find this? Bert, maybe you can drop the the social media handle in the chat for people, uh, perhaps, if you're not uh, predisposed, as we know you typically are at this time, shirtless and all. But uh, I think that uh, I think that Bert will be able to uh, be able to do that for you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Christopher Bird says, walk it back, my friend. Walk it back. There is no way they make a change this week. Sound familiar? Um Oh, talking about the left tackle? No, there is no change. They're, they're not making a change this week. Uh, NPF's not. There's nothing to indicate that NPF is starting this week. Um, so, you know, uh, if if I need to walk anything back, uh, we'll see. But no, I have nothing to walk back right now. There's nothing that indicates they're making a immediate change at the left tackle position before the Colts game. So there's, there is nothing for me to walk back, Christopher. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed your fake gotcha moment, I guess. Um, Yusuf on YouTube says, Buck, 
Have you grown any little attachment to the team throughout the years of being with the team at all? Um, like attachment, like as a fan? No, that's not my job. Uh, that's, that's just, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know what I'm a fan of? I'm a fan of the fact that Indiana and Kentucky basketball are going to start playing again. Cause that's the fan. That's the team that I'm a fan of. Um, I have Indiana stuff hung up in my office, whereas you might have Titans, you know, I, I do. Now I will say, uh, that I did appreciate. And, you know, I think in most settings, um, in a different journalistic time, this may not have been socially acceptable according to ethics, but I was very appreciative that the Titans gave us, uh, as a show, a custom Oilers jersey with BR show on the back and the year 23 as the number, which is also cool because it's Blaine Bishop's number and he is a friend and coworker of mine. So uh, that was a very nice gesture. And I I have appreciated uh, like when the tornado happened and uh, I reached out to them to see if there was any community assistance. Um, that they might be able to help me get the word out about. They were very, uh, so yes, I would say that on a, on, on a, uh, on a professional working relationship basis that I do have a good relationship with your football team, but, um, and I, and I am, I am grateful that I do get to cover an interesting football team. I do enjoy covering them on a regular basis, even if some of their football games are pretty hideous to watch. I think more often than not. They're a uh, they're an enjoyable and interesting and compelling football team, even if the rest of the country doesn't think that they are. On a localized level, I think there's a lot. Uh, let me let me let me break it to you this way. All right, am I attached to your football team? No, but would I rather cover them over? I don't know where. What hell could I end up in? <laughs> it's a contract year. Who's to say? If my my agent calls me tomorrow and says uh, we're gonna schlep you off to. I don't know what sounds like a particularly terrible NFL market. I would say Chicago because the Bears are terrible, but the Bears fan base is huge, and also Chicago is an incredible city. I I don't know. There's not a lot of NFL teams that I that I would not want to cover, but um, I'm not just saying that to be a diplomat and because you know I'm directly getting ready to be involved in contract negotiations, but um, because that's what I do. I'm a I'm an NFL reporter. All right, Trippin Titan says Browns. Yeah, ooh. Yeah, the Browns would be tough because, you know, to be honest, and there's, you know, speaking of objective journalism things, like I th- I like to think that I could do my job and cover Deshaun Watson, but I have said publicly that, like, yeah, I do root against the professional success of Deshaun Watson. I absolutely do. Um, there's there's enough, uh, there's enough uh, evidence there for me to be more than justified in that opinion. And while I do think that I can root against him professionally, I do think that I, that would allow me to, um, or I think that would not keep me from being able to do my job professionally, but there is no question that like, I would be disingenuous if I lied about those feelings. Um, absolutely. All right. Uh, Patrick Land says no Cleveland has an amazing culture and food. Yeah, but they also have a sexual predator quarterback and that's more my, my contention. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight. Have a great rest of your evening. Like I said, Danico Autry, Diana Rossini, on the radio show tomorrow. Philip Forsberg, Coach Mack, on Friday. Hang out with us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. If I don't catch you there, we'll do the primetime show tomorrow. Before we do the primetime show tomorrow, 3.30, live stream 615 sessions. Titans legend Keith Bullock will be the guest co-host, and we will have a great time doing all of those things with you guys. Talk to you tomorrow on the radio or on the 615 sessions or maybe even on primetime.